Hello, you are listening to the mixer in probably the least least smooth intro of ever <laughs> I've ever I don't done. Know, it's, <laughs> it's been a few hopey ones. <laughs> We're sitting in um, the Epic Fitness Studio, which at the moment is epically chilly. It's, oh, it's so it's very cold. I thought it was cold outside, and then I'm the actually this place. I'm looking forward to going back outside to get warm again. <laughs> Great fitness studio insulation it leaves a lot yeah. to be desired. So it's been a while, has it? It has. It's been um, it's been over three weeks. No, it hasn't. It definitely has. Has it? Yeah. So Jesus like since a lot, a lot has happened over the last three weeks. Well, suppose, oh yeah, because we had a, a lot of cup storms. games. There's, There's been, been so many storms. A heap of storms. Kira, Desmond, was it Desmond? Desi. Desi. Was it? Was it? Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. Kira. Richard. Brian. They all oh, came yeah. over. Yeah. Ruined Jesus. their weekends. It's like they all just pop in to ruin the football the weekend, and then Monday morning, being in sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it hasn't been like that. It's been no. shite the whole time. <laughs> it's, been, it's been brutal. So, if you're lucky enough to have an Astro like the lads down in Rosewood Movie Air, you will have your games going no problem. <laughs> I suppose that's one thing I want to bring up straight away. There's a couple of a couple of takes on the Rosewood Movie thing. If you're following amateur football at the moment, you can. See what's happening with Rosemont Movie. Rosemont Movie are in Dundrum, and they have a couple. They've a couple of adult teams. Just one adult side. Two adult teams. Two adult sides. Yeah. They do girls football, and there's good community football feel to it. Mm. They released a documentary there during the week um, about how they feel they're being mistreated by the Dun Dunleary Ratdown yeah. City That's Council. Them, yeah. So, I mean. As I said, there's a couple of ways you can look at it. Okay, and I'm going to go through both. And the first one is where I was last week. Right. I just thought it was very annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can understand. I just feel like, through a lot of the podcasts I've been doing, I've written Rosemount Issue on a lot of pages that I've used for prep. And not just this week, over the last long time. Now, yeah, okay, it's it's not something I enjoy reading or seeing on my Twitter feed. It's not entertaining. But... I'm remembering it. I'm thinking about it. It's yeah. happened the whole time. It's it's in my head. I've yeah. been looking at it, and part of me is thinking now that are they going to be hurt? And no. up till up till maybe Saturday, I just thought they were complaining, and then they did say they'd what fifty emails back and forth to the council. If that's mm. true, and the council still hadn't said, well, let's spread this out. Do yeah. they have a point? Uh, I also watched the documentary and was also. Similar thinking, like you, um, but I f- abstained from Twitter for a while. Um, just true, Twitter's just a cesspit at the moment with <laughs> FFP and VARs and elections and up the and everything. It's just, it's just an awful place at the moment. But uh, I went back on there during the week and um, I find it. I uh, the the Twitter page in itself can be uh, I don't want to be too critical of it because obviously they're 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 quite annoyed about you know in their their terms discrimination. I would have an issue with that terminology. Well, with me personally, because I mean, I would never have associated. Uh, what the, what was the actual term? Was it social discrimination? I'm going to yeah. have a look back through. Social but discrimination. I would have a, a, a massive issue with that terminology um, and they could, they could say, piss off, Mick. 
you haven't a clue what we've been through, but I would go down a different route. I appreciate that they've probably reached their wit's end and now have to go via the Twitter and Facebook and everything like that. But uh, I think their Twitter page can come across quite... Um, what's the word? I'll send you trying to be very, very careful with your word in here. Um, I'm trying to think of an appropriate word. Uh, they can be a bit snappy and they can be a bit condescending and they don't come across great when they're interacting with you on Twitter and sometimes I think that they um, they can act a bit unprofessional I would say um, and it doesn't come across well when they've their own Twitter page tweeting about it and the residents association also tweeting about it. Yeah, there, has, would, there has to be a link there. I would, well, there obviously is. I would leave the football to the football stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I, people would say, well, it's a football issue. They, they're looking for pitches. That's fine. Um, but I would, listen, it's hard to know because we're not in there. And I'm sure their frustrations are warranted. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic, and um, it's hard for me to. Uh, I was. I had a very strong opinion on it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, last night I was speaking to someone kind of in the know, not in the know, but like who would know someone, who knows someone that kind of way, and I explained the, the, the grievances and everything like that, and kind of. I just don't think um, their social media activity is reflecting the work behind it, kind of thing. Yeah, they've obviously done a lot of work, email and the DLR. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if it, like I, it, it <coughs> say for example, first the League of Ireland Division One teams this weekend, uh, refusing to use Rovers as to name they're calling them the development team. Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. I seen that tweet and I wasn't going to ask questions because yeah. everybody was just kind of saying. So it's it's uh, you see them all and it's very petty, and uh, that's football, though, <laughs> isn't it? Really, <laughs> With that, that's a different issue. But I just <laughs> I kind of putting the, uh, their Twitter activity in the, that uh, similar vein, and it's not something. It's not a route I would go down. And I don't know. I'd say uh, uh, the social dis- discrimination thing is 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 a matter with a huge issue with that terminology. And you know you're playing football and it's. <sighs> country is on its knees as it is with direct provision and all that kind of stuff and you're talking about social discrimination because you haven't got a pitch I mean like sorry that's there's, 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 it's a game of ball and I would prefer if they I think they're not helping themselves and I think public opinion on Twitter is I think they're losing a bit of support because of you know um, like I think they tweeted something the other day and most of the reaction to them was well you know it's your it's it's your responsibility to book a pitch. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a couple of sides to it. I mean, if they're saying they're working hard behind the the scenes, and they're saying they're constantly, this is a tweet here by the Rosemont Mulvey Res- Residents Association, and it's retweeted by Rosemont Mulvey FC. Is it possible that they're using the Residents Residents Association page to make claims that the football club don't have to actually stand behind, but they can still get the opinion out there? Possibly, because they're saying here in this tweet from the association that. Um, Clubs have been working hard, but have been constantly ignored by individuals in DLRD. Mm. What will be done to stop this blatant discrimination? Now, 
again, as you said, like put it this way, if I was in Shane Ross's position, I'd also be a terrible minister for our sport because I would couldn't understand why we'd have to pump millions and millions into sport and bailing out the FAI when there's people in direct provision and people in tents living on the main streets of Dublin. That's where I'd want to pump the money in, but that's completely beside the point. But um, like, what I would say is, I'd love to see a plan. What do they want? Because all I've kind of got over the last couple of weeks from this is complaining. Where? What do they want? Where do they want it? What's because sh- like I'm sure, there's different I'm ways to approach it. I'm sure that they have outlined their plans to the DLR. Um. Put them on Twitter. That's what I want to see. That's what I'd love to share. That's what I'd love to read. Like the likes of Kingswood. Kingswood yeah. Castle have pulled up a plan, and now it's just it's a picture of a of a pitch that they've done. It's a nice Astro GAA thing, but like they haven't got the support either. But they're going a different route. That they're coming out with a plan, and I don't know if that's a different way, but. One way or another, both of them clubs are getting attention, and that's a good mm. thing. Good publicity or bad publicity, you're going to know the names. Yeah. Because there's probably other clubs looking for this, <coughs> probably with the same or more players than Rosemont Movie, that aren't getting the attention because they're not saying it. But if you're looking at to join a team or something like that, would, uh, I don't worry about the two lads tonight, but I like, could like to put it to them or to people out there. Like, what, like would that put you off, join all that shite? Like there's, there's, there's two ways about it it might put you off because they're complaining but you could also say look well this club obviously has an interest in going somewhere <coughs> and doing something and they're going to fight for it yeah I just like again we don't we don't know the insides so I, I hope I don't want to come across as if we're slating them and no well I definitely don't want to do that because I, I actually want to talk maybe get an interview with Rosa Movie and actually have a chat with them about this but just to actually because it's, it, it, touch on what it was happening this you week you know it's it's like I don't know what story. Like, uh, we'd love to hear from Old Bond as well. Like, they obviously uh, the pitch in the end was double booked, so Old Bond couldn't use it anyway. They had to, they had to, the two teams had to travel together to a different Astro. Yeah, so, so so Old Bond were able to get the Astro that uh, Rosemount wanted, and then that was double booked. So then they were able to get another Astro that day. So I don't understand how. I'm sure there's no. I'm, sh- I, I'm, I'm. 99% sure that Rosemount Mulvey would not be so naive to try book something last minute all the time. I'm sure they've sent, they showed these emails saying that they're trying to book And maybe that's up. where it's coming from. Maybe they're not getting any response from people and they're just, yeah. they are actually getting blocked, which I'd love to see that as well. And I'd love to have a proper chat with them about it as well because it could mm. be a case that, like, there actually is proof behind this. And I'd <coughs> love to see, like, proof and emails as opposed to just tweets and actual. The documentary would have, I would have enjoyed probably more if it was fact-based, these are the emails we sent, these are the responses we got, like all stepping through that step by step, letter by letter to actually <coughs> show the discrimination because that was proven a point big time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they went no, through it's, the it's very interesting and it's... it's and still, it's fair play to them putting out the documentary and actually going for it because... They've done a lot of work on it, you know what I mean? And A lot of clubs just let that slide. Yeah, and listen, they're not going, they're not going down without a fight and fair play to them, but uh, yeah, I was just... The terminology that they're using was... was that's why it's uh, Yeah, well, I'm sure that they don't mean to cause offence with a terminology. Oh, no, I know, but I just think there's a better way of going down. Going yeah, well, it, maybe. Sure, maybe there's not. Maybe this is their last resort. Maybe we can look up that term in the dictionary and it actually com- completely is exactly what they're being subject to. <coughs> Probably. We'll yeah. have to have a look at the, the proof and stuff, but give them a follow on Twitter, at Rosemount Movie, and have a look for yourself and see what you think. And uh, Let us know. Yeah, let, let us know. Tell us we're wrong. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, serious. They have to have an email trail with the council longer than the LSL Twitter block list, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member of that. <laughs> You're not, are you? I'm blocked by the LSL and the AOL. I'm followed by both. It's great, I don't, you know? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll, well, I uh, wouldn't be so silly as to have a go with the, at the LSL on Twitter because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. And I think any club or any oh person that has geez. a go with the LSL Twitter <laughs> page won't be silly enough because you just get blocked and I, kind of, I understand it because I'm not on Twitter to take abuse if someone annoys yeah, me yeah. they get blocked yeah. and you know what fair play to them because what's the point if they have enough followers they can block a few ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> grand. Um, so since the last episode I know it's been a while it's been really a long time but I went and done the graphics 51 course we um, I actually ended up winning a spot on it and it was it was a very good night actually oh yeah I, like from the hour from before I went in, to, I think it was two hours, right? Like I showed you the before and after, the mm. post I could do before the class mm. and after the class. Yeah. And they were just night and day. So he steps through like, and if you weren't great on computers, he would really help you out. And I, I mean, clubs that want to up their social media game, go and do the course. It's just, it's a no-brainer. It I saw some people criticising the fact that he was charging 80 quid for it. Well, I mean, it's good information. It's one night and he gives you like it's that course right he shows you how to do it and then he led you into the whatsapp group give you login details to the website and you go and you get all the course information afterwards as well that's very good so you can even send some numpty that doesn't know what he's doing out of your club he doesn't even have to listen then you go afterwards and you have all your details download the videos and edit your own page together but like this is what you have to do if you want to get a good social media mm. like presence in your club because you can see the difference in the posters of <coughs> clubs who have done it and clubs who get them to do their posters and clubs who don't because they just lack something. Would you say though that there's a lot of clubs that have a lot of similar posters because of the? Well, well, a lot of them post. get graphics fifty one to do their posters like and they do because like you can see can, he he made a poster then during the class obviously mm. from start to finish showing you all the steps and if anybody had any questions they stop and he goes through it was very good go back and forth and it was a very um, it was a very laid back class didn't oh feel yeah. like I was in school thank god because I would have hate, hated it but it was very it was very chilled very relaxed and I thought it was enjoyable it was out in the FAI in Abbottstown so oh yeah plenty of parking coffee yeah well brown envelopes and all it was class ah, yeah there was coffee yeah, yeah. Biscuits. no it was good there wasn't biscuits but budget cuts and all um, it was last time I was out there there was a heap of bourbon creams but yeah but you were back there in the in the JD, golden yeah. days weren't you <laughs> big JD was still there his, yeah, no. his car was there <laughs> yeah no none of that none of that at all there was uh, tap water and filter <laughs> coffee <laughs> they took the cushions off the chairs and all it was oh, tough but no it was very good and I would like for 80 euro I think it's worth doing. I actually enjoyed it for for eighty euro. I'd I would go back and do it again if I hadn't done it. If mm. I actually knew how good it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to plug them. I'm not. They didn't ask me to plug them. I'm just actually saying that it's a very good course for clubs. Yeah. To no, go it try. is. It is. You can see even um, the difference in uh, when Aubrey did do posters. <laughs> when, when they had a fella that was running the social media doing posters. Does a and then you done a couple of for them recently. They were horrendous. Well, well no, no, the, no, new, when the graphics fifty ones that you did. Oh were yeah, very but good. remember, like, let's say Steve done posters and they were decent because he yeah. had a couple of apps. And then Steve didn't do posters and I done posters and they were brutal. And then I done the graphics fifty one course and, and they were yeah, you, better. You can see a, a much better difference. Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely. Like it's it, it makes a difference. So you can see. Uh, all I would say is that there's a bit of similarity in the kind of design and maybe if if that's something they can. I don't know if it's something. Listen, 
Yeah, well, that takes that a bit. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. the work behind the scenes. Like he's going to show you how to make a poster, but like you can see the graphics fifty one. They have a lot of like paper strokes. That's kind of what his style is. He likes them yeah, paper yeah. strokes. He likes them kind of colors. But like in the WhatsApp group that he made, there's like a lot of clubs in there that are putting stuff in and there's a load of different styles of posters. Some are very, very good. Mm, and that's yeah. just from one course. These lads wouldn't have done something like this before. Yeah, Same with myself. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, I, I enjoy even doing them. It takes a while, but you get used to it and it's good. But um, you, just, the, you just have to find your own style then after you do it <coughs> and then you'll have your own, like like St. Kevin's, they've got some cool, cool stuff. Very good, yeah. Anyway, let's jump into some football for a bit and then we'll uh, go back to some other stuff that I'd like to talk about. Right. Um, so... What what do you have on your what do I have? on your list? Because I've jumped to me graphics <coughs> fifty one. Okay. We've talked about uh, the LSL Twitter. Right, uh, so I guess we should go with Should we go with uh Major One D and jump into the interview with Gary Deegan? Yeah, let's let's talk, let's talk about let's talk about your major uh, one D. Oh my god, it's such a good decision. Right. So uh let me just set the scene for you, okay? Yeah, go ahead and take your time because I've got to find this interview. Okay, so there's grand. no panic, Mick. So, in Major 1D, okay, Saturday division, obviously, we have uh, top of the pile is Larkview Boys played 15 on 34 points. Then, second, we have Fairview played 14 on 32 points. So, two points separating first and second. Uh, Then, third, we have Airfield played 13 with 26 points. Okay, so they're six points behind Fairview. With a game in hand on Fairview, and then they're eight points behind um, Larkview Boys, and Larkview Boys have actually played sixteen. Sorry, I believe, because the as you'll hear in the interview, uh, Gary pulls me up on that because the Leinster Senior League website is not updated. It's not updated at the moment. And then you've in forty, you've Kilbarrick played thirteen and twenty-five points. So, um, that, in my opinion, it's between those four for the title. Now, bear in mind what you've got: eight points between fourth and third, and then nine points between fourth and but obviously there's games in hand there um, yeah so second against third was due to happen this weekend but obviously it was called off due to whatever this storm is called February I suppose <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that would have been an absolute cracker and we probably would have got to it given that our game was called off as well but it wasn't to be so um, what I wanted to do was just because we are focusing really on this league and it's just one that I've been following uh, is that we wanted to kind of try get to speak to someone from each of the top four clubs. No disrespect to Cardiff or Wexford, who Gary mentions, um, but I just don't see them catching the teams above them. It's more about points. I know there's games in hand, but there's more about points on the board, in my opinion. So uh, I decided to have a chat with Gary Deegan, just about himself, uh, um, Airfield how they've been going so far and the story of the season and how that's going. So this is the interview. Over to me, I suppose. Egan now, he's the manager of Airfield, who are uh, the Saturday side who are in Major 1D, a division I've spoken about before and just wanted to get the speed to a few of the teams in it because it is so tight at the moment and uh, Gary first of all thanks very much for for uh, chatting to me on the mixer uh, this week and first of all what I wanted to start with you first of all is just going on the most recent result last Saturday um, just that def- unfortunately it was a defeat to um, to Rathoth uh, 2-1 defeat at home uh, obviously during Storm Dennis or Kira or one of the Storms now that we have these days uh, it feels like 
February's just been one massive storm. Uh, just wondering how that game went and just briefly, yeah, if you, obviously a disappointing result, but uh, how, how did you feel um, things went? Obviously, I'd, I'd imagine the conditions played a massive factor. How are you, Mick? Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, disappointing result last week. The storm probably didn't help, but uh, I suppose it was the same for both teams, so I won't, I won't really blame that. And the game itself, we did all right. We did okay. We had a few chances we probably didn't we didn't take. We could have got a couple of goals. They got an early penalty. It was a stone wall. It was definitely a penalty they scored. Yeah. Before they made a two 0 we had a good chance. The fellow was through on goal. We got chopped down. Another stone wall, a penalty. The ref didn't give it. Five minutes later, it was two 0 You know, so that was a definite pen that we didn't get. You know, the ref. To be fair, I thought he was a. Uh, Thought he was poor for the game, you know. That's not an excuse, but he had, he, he had a bit of a stinker, you know. But look, we uh, we're well in the mix. We've a couple of teams around us that dropped points too last week. We've a big game now the weekend. We Fairview away to Fairview if they have a pitch or weather permitting. So hopefully that one goes ahead. But uh, it's all to play for so far. Yeah, so huge game this weekend. Then um, just before we kind of touch on that, because I do want to get on to kind of the league itself. Just on yourself, Gary, you like how long are you with Airfield now yourself and just a bit of background about you and um, you know, your your own playing days and you, uh, how long you've been managing now and just if you wouldn't mind just letting us know giving a bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, playing was I went senior when I was about sixteen. I think it was probably a bit too young, but I went, I was with uh, Pioneers. I was there for a couple of years. Uh, I went to Griffith Rovers up in Fingers for a couple of years, back to Pioneers again. I always had a bit of a, a soft spot for Pioneers. Uh, I got into the Oscar trainer panel then while I was there, which is good. And that was when it was when it was decent, when it was a, a select team as opposed to just one team as it is now. Uh, I enjoyed that. I had a couple of seasons out in Malahide, and then I was back to back to Pioneers again. Uh, they broke up then. We didn't have a team for a couple of years, and one of the lads, one of the players, an old player, Thomas Clark. He died very young, so at the funeral and a few points in us, we all decided to get the team going again in in his memory. I was 35, I think 36 at the time, so my playing days were over. So I said I'd become manager. So we done very well. We'd won two leagues on the bounce. Uh, we won the Lumia Royley Cup. Unfortunately, in season three, then uh, we went pear-shaped again and the, the team ceased to be again. So I done nothing for a season or so. Uh, I got a call last, last summer then from Airfield. Asm would have been interested in taking the Saturday side. I knew a few of the lads down there already. A couple of the old pioneers and lads and I had gone down, so I jumped on that. Uh, really enjoyed it so far. I brought in a few of my old players down just to strengthen the team a little bit. And the two lads, my two assistants from Pioneers, uh, Phil Cox and Joe Kenny, came in to give me a hand. So, yeah, it's gone really well so far. Really enjoying it. And just on the um, management side of things, you mentioned there you've, you've been doing it for a while. Um, like, do you have any badges, badges yourself or are you working towards badges or is this something that you don't really think you need what, what would your opinion be on that Gary like I know some people are obsessed with getting the badges and some people some of the best managers around have never taken a coaching course in their life so what's what's your situation what would your, your opinion be on that I suppose no it's probably not a, it's not something I've ever really thought about I mean I've, I've played with lads or under lads that have all the badges in the world and to be fair, you wouldn't know one end of the bloody pitch from the other. But uh, I've also played on the lads that came straight through after playing football and went straight into coaching or managing, and they've been some of the better managers that I have. So I think once you understand the game, 
and you played the game, well then you, you, have a good sh- you have a good chance at management and I don't think having badges is all that important to be honest. So yeah, it's it's funny when you know, um, like it, you can have all the badges in the world, but as you say, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, uh, players gonna figure that out straight away. So just moving on to um, this weekend um, and just the league itself, really, you know, you're, you've had a good start and um, obviously it was a bit of a blip there last week against Rack Holt, but obviously you've got a huge game this week um, versus Fairview. I was just wondering, like you, so you're eight points behind Larkview, who are top of the league, and um, you, you guys are obviously playing the team that's in second for you. And you have two games in hand on the team that's top, eight points behind. Um, you know it's a good season. I said you came in in the summer, so I'm just wondering, did you set your targets like to be challenging for promotion and win the league straight away, or you know, I assume we are going to to football to win things, but also a sense of re- realism as well so you're happy with the progress so far given it's as you say you came in the summer no promotion is not the aim I come in to uh, come in to win the league if we end up promoted <coughs> i'll take that as a minimum but the aim is to win the league i think it's very tough it's a very tough league just six of us there that can probably win it uh it's probably ourselves Kilbarrick, larkview fairview cardiff and Wicklow now are coming very strong. They've uh, they probably have their gal lads back, so they're uh, they're motoring now. They've won the last four or five. So uh, on the lead table, we're actually eight points behind Larkview with three in hand. They were beaten on Monday night at home the Newlands Castle Park. I think that table you're looking at just hasn't been updated yet. But uh, there's some very strong teams in it, and they uh, they all fancy themselves. But I'm confident that we can uh, we can come out on top in the summer. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, we see that there now with. Uh with uh, Larkview's result there Monday, yeah, so that's a big result there coming towards, um, you know, work, getting towards the business end of the season, and as you say, like, you know, you have six teams there that can potentially win it, and that's what drew our attention here with the Mixer to that, to that league, you know, and especially you've massive clubs there with yourselves, Kabarics and, and the likes of that. So uh, you, you mentioned Cardiff there, I just wanted to pick on something that I was looking at, you know, you, you guys have, yourselves and Cardiff have the best defence on it and you know with with my interest in coaching I was wondering do you work on that is, is, is defending something you work on kind of more rigidly than you would on the attacking side of things or is it, is it a fine balance is it a case of your better players might be towards the back you know that kind of way some I know ourselves at where I'm at at the moment you know, we'll be blessed with three or four very good defenders so I was wondering what, what your guys approach is and um, in regards to the defending as I said you just have to Along with Cardiff, the best um, the best defence in the league. So I was wondering, as I said, what way does that work for you guys? Something you prepare naturally or or is it something that, that comes natural, I suppose? Uh, defensively, no more so than we do anywhere else on the pitch. I don't think I think we have some strong lads back there and a couple of older lads that have put their heads in where they wouldn't put me foot. I think you mix that with a couple of Midfield that work very hard and a striker defender from the top and it works very well. I think the good goals column, I think it's kind of down to everyone, you know, not just the back four or five or the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it's you all have to be working as a team. So, um, defending from the front and that. So, just moving on to, to this coming week and, you know, the, the season going forward. 
I again, hopefully, the Leicester Senior League website is correct, but I know there that you know Larkview and um, the team above you, Fairview, you lost unfortunate results against both of them, just losing by the one goal margin within the space of seven days. Um, and back in October, and obviously you've got Fairview weather permitting this weekend, and we'll know the result of the game before this goes out. But I'd imagine going forward, and as you said, the target is to win the league. That the, the two games that you have remaining versus Fairview and Larkview, that you know they would come down to to must wins, and there's very very little uh, kind of slip ups you're allowed any or very little room for caution forever is what I'm trying to say so that probably most wins now especially starting this weekend versus Fairview I've just heard there the, uh, the Fairview game was off I just got a text so uh, the pitch is called off so <coughs> it's a bit disappointing but the uh, the games against Fairview and Larkview yeah they'd be huge but we have a few against the teams around you know where we still have home to Kilbarrick home and away to Wicklow home to Cardiff and then they all obviously have to still to play each other so I think there'll be a fair few points dropped by everybody by the end of the season you know I said at the start of the season that the uh, the winner of this league being, just because how strong it is as I said earlier with the with the five or six very good sides that the, the winner of this league would probably lose five or six games and I'd, I'd still say the same I think even when you go to, go to the, the teams that wouldn't have as many points the mid table or even the lower sides you never really know what you're, what you're going to get you know somebody might beat them 3 or 4 nil, and you go out a week later and you're thinking yeah happy days we should get 3 points here and it's it's a different side or you could have 3 or 4 force teamers out and it's a completely different side to what you expected so I think even those there'll be a few upsets from here to the end of the season as well so I wouldn't just say it's the, the ones against the big boys home and away there's a, there's a fair few points to be had That's it as you say Gary plenty of, plenty of games left and plenty of points to be won and lost and as you say, the reason we wanted to speak about this league is because it's one of the tighter ones in the Saturday section and um, below the intermediate stuff are, as, as I already mentioned. So that's 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 great and I uh, appreciate you coming on to the Mixer podcast and hopefully uh, you get all the lads to tune in and listen to us and we'll we'll keep an eye on, on the league as we go on and hopefully we're speaking to you at the end of the season um, maybe with some, some medals in your pockets. Um, but listen, thanks again. Cheers Mick, yeah hopefully we have something to celebrate at the end of the season, whether it be promotion or please God even better win the league. Thanks again, good luck. So uh, that was uh, Mr Gary Deegan there, so uh, just giving you a bit of background and just an update as to where Airfield are coming into the business end of the season. Uh, it's probably the tightest division in the Saturday, so we below the intermediate stuff and it's just as tight this weekend because very few games went ahead. So <laughs> yeah, you have an awful harm for that division, don't you? Really? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just I think it's because there's a lot of big clubs in it. You know, you've Cardiff, Kilbarrick, Airfield, like Larkview, and yeah. So uh, it just caught me eye given the fact that it was so uh, so tight coming into the business end of the season. So speaking of the business end of the season, uh, there's. Really, only one story in town today. Boy, if you just go on your Twitter feed and um, you have any interest in kind of the Leinster Senior League or uh, amateur football, it's well. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm hoping if they're listening to the podcast, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah got a little know, bit of interest in Leinster Senior yeah, League yeah. or amateur football. And they're not listening to hear yeah, my voice or your voice or oh, I don't know. Maybe they want to. I don't know what's up. Like, 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, so Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm obviously talking about is Oliver Bond's uh, Celtic. So, uh, a massive win today. Um, they travelled down to Waterford in the FII Junior Cup, the last 16 of that. We were at the... Oh, I was at the previous round when they won about 12-0 against that really bad side. Um, re- oh, I can't even remember. It was just so cold. That's all I remember. And there was loads of people at the match. But uh, they travelled down to Waterford uh, to face Ferrybank. Uh, they got a bus from the flats, which... Do you know what? It's it's nice as well, because that's a lot of time... Uh, like For a lot of them lads, it'd be the first time they got out of inner city Dublin. <laughs> And, and out of Dublin County at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, those of us from the flats don't tend to travel well. <laughs> uh, I'm still acclimatising to the to the uh, altitude of Tallis, so it's yeah, just... You are, you're finding it difficult out here at all. <laughs> I am, yeah. Um, so they got a bus from the flats, which was which is just really, really was up my street now, I have to say. And is that just... When I took that picture now, was that just behind where the RCSI is and Stephen's Green type thing, or am I getting the wrong... Nah, you're all wrong. Edge of town completely there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I couldn't see much. The, p- the picture was mostly a bus. Yeah, I yeah, only yeah, see like yeah, a few yeah. buildings in the background. I was having a guess. <laughs> yeah, so... I was just thinking, like, how to get the bus to stop there? That road is Class. mad. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give a shit. Don't be... Wouldn't be people at them anyway. No. Uh, so... Uh, they got a bus down. They had a pre-match meal. Then sponsored in uh, by Graham Mooney, I believe. In Talbot Carla. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice, nice little spot. hotel. And uh, the game was meant to be an absolute cracker. Three all draw. They came back every time, so they're never ahead in the game. Uh, went to extra time, and then they won six five on penos. So that's them through to the last eight now of the FAI Junior Cup, and. That's yeah, a serious cup, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're doing very well. As I said, this, this is their first year in the Leicester Senior League as well. They were one of the about 50 teams that came over from the AOL. And, um, yeah, doing doing excellent and um, making waves and making a name for themselves and representing the inner city very well. And, as I said, we've, on Twitter, I don't have a bit of a soft spot for them. I think I might actually have um, a, a clip of them on the bus on the way home if you want me to play. Yeah, go for it. Let's see what happens. This is from Oliver Bond's Twitter. Go on, a heavy! <laughs> so, it's just like a dance floor in the middle of the bus. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's class. <laughs> <laughs> That's class. Oh, I love that. Some say a pipe song, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's like, brilliant. That's, that's, that's literally like, football's all about that. That is a great big club. win. We are mates, and the bus home is probably the highlight of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like that is class. That I is love deadly. that. Uh, fair play to them. Absolutely fair play to Oliver Bond for putting that on. That is class. I and you can see them all sitting yeah. there eating their meals. They're already bleeding, delighted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say so. They stick, won't be in work. Stick that bleeding cup in your what in your pocket there. <laughs> <laughs> the Fleece yeah, so the cutlery out of the place. Stick that in your purse. There be uh, none of them be in work tomorrow. No, well I don't blame them. <laughs> what a day. That's class. Um, so moving on from that to the FAI Intermediate Cup. So we're into the quarterfinal stages of that, and three of those quarterfinals took place today. Uh, or this weekend, I should say. Um, two of them took place today and one on Friday night. And then you've 
The last one taking place next Sunday on the 28th of February. Ringmahan Rangers of Cork face College Corinthians of Cork. So, Munster Senior League derby there. So, we'll start with uh, the first game of the weekend in this cup, and that was St. Kevin's Boys hosted St. Moctis. Now, this was an absolute cracker, and you can see all five goals on St. Moctis' Twitter page, or you can, uh, St. Kevin's Boys have... Uh, kind of extended highlights type thing. It's absolutely two, class. Two really heavyweights in the social media divisions absolutely. is what them two clubs are. <coughs> so, um, Moctis went 1-0 up through Carl Summers. Um, I would have known his brother uh, who played with me dad. Gary Winters? Um, well, okay. <laughs> and they went 1-0 up. Sorry, <laughs> That's very bad. <laughs> really sorry about that. Went 1-0 up and um, that was in the first half. Uh, but soon after that, Stephen Cantwell from... St. Kevin's boys dispatched a penalty nicely to the goalkeeper's right. Uh, I think it there. <laughs> make a one-all. And then Bobby O'Reilly uh, scored a lovely goal. Uh, you'll see that on the on, on the Twitter page or when you go check out the highlights. Have a look for St. Kevin's second goal. A lovely little half volley with a side foot, left foot outside the box and just guided it into the bottom corner. It was absolutely just beautiful, beautiful strike. Uh, then on stroke of pretty much a half time, I believe Carl Summers then uh, ball over the top. Uh, keeper came out towards the uh, corner edge of the box. Probably didn't need to come out that far. Carl Summers just lobbed it over him. But then two St. Kevin's boys defenders were kind of looked like they were about to stop it, and they like left it for each other and just went in. Then it was just a pretty bad error. So that was kind of two all then, and you're kind of thinking. Right, they've they've got away with one there, Moctis, and um, again you're only going off the highlights. So um, then they went in a two all then, and uh, with seventy five minutes gone, uh, Gareth McCaffrey scored again. He's always scoring, but then I was like, oh geez, like it's another goal to his tally. But then when you look at the goal, uh, he breaks through down the right, just inside the uh, just inside the box, shoots. And keeper saves it, and it comes back out to him, and he tries to cross it back across goal and lashes it across goal, and it's clear on goal, hits off Kevin's defender. So being a bit generous now, giving it to him, it was a clear on goal. So that was uh, the way that ended. So mocked us through to the semi final. So that's three two, and then today uh, we had uh, Colester versus Kilnamana. So Kilnamana obviously had their big win last week against uh, Cockhill Celtic. Uh, to make it to this round, obviously. And uh, they travelled to Colester Dunny Kearney. Uh, so they actually went 1-0 uh, up. Uh, Gary McCabe, formerly of Shamrock Rovers, scored a free kick. And uh, they were winning 1-0 at half-time uh, until Colester got a penalty in the 70th minute and Stephen Chambers scored that. Six minutes later, uh, Kilnaman were down to 10 men and um, then Sean Rogers of Colester sealed the deal in 86 minute to make it 2-1. And then finally again today, Malahoy United, who are top of Leinster Senior League. Um, they won 2-0 against Maynooth, who uh, will be, I think they're fourth at the moment as well. So Darren Craven, I believe, scored a, a nice volley on 19 minutes and then corner... Uh, then Levi, I hope I'm spelling this right, Bordron. You know what's oh, bad sorry. and you can't read your own writing, Mick? Very poor. That's the uh, Guinness shakes. So, yeah, a lot of Guinness last night. Uh, 
Um, so you can see, so I was just looking there, right? You can see one, so you can see six goals that were scored over the weekend on their Twitter pages. So uh, excellent work. So, so th- th- what what Twitter pages? So we so just out at the handles there. So we've uh, Maynooth University FC. Maynooth University had um, Malahide's second goal on it. Uh, and then you'd had St. Kevin's boys had their own highlights package and Mokta's obviously had their own highlights package as well. So, yeah. Colester, unfortunately, like great updates all day, but obviously no videos, but you can only do so much, especially yeah, in so the freeze now. And if you're away, are they away? Colester uh, were home. Uh, home, yeah, okay. So, so Manute still got the videos now away. Fair play to them. Yeah, absolutely. Not yeah. an easy job. Yeah. So, the Manute on Twitter is M-U-F-C, oh, M-U-T-F-C underscore senior, um, at St. Kevin's boys, at... St. Moctis. At St. Moctis FC. Easy Actually, St. Kevin's Boys FC, Moctis FC, and Calester Donny Kearney are at KDFC underscore 18. So, all very good updates. So, fair play to everyone there. So, uh, the last four, the biggest competition, uh, biggest amateur competition in the country has three lengths of senior. So, it's, it's three lengths of senior league. So, it's in the out of four. And the fourth one would be a team from Cork and a team from the MSL. So, you have Malahide who are top of the league. You have Moctis who are second. And you have Calester who are in fifth. So, uh, a strong outing there. So, Jesus, uh, could be some season for Malahide if they keep going the way they are. Um, so, that's pretty much that on the Leinster Senior League. Yeah, well, just, just before we jump out of that. So, yeah. St. Kevin's, I was at their game against Verona there recently and it was good. I, um, I had a big recording done, a, done, done about... Oh, it was about 25 minutes back when I ended it <laughs> out, so was like, that's going clean in the bin. I'm not, <laughs> not a way I'm way putting a 25-minute recording of me just talking to myself <laughs> in the car. But um, I was actually late to the game, as per usual. Oh but this dude. time, it wasn't my fault. Okay. Well, no, it was my fault. <laughs> I, um, I stuck into Google Maps, St. Kevin's Boys, and it brought me to a place that was close. So... I had to figure out what was going on. I checked the match day poster as you did and mm-hmm. it gave me the correct location. So oh. I went there to whatever school it was in. <coughs> went the wrong way. I ended up in the back of DCU. <laughs> so we sat in the car and watched the game from DCU. You're sensing a pattern here. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> nightmare, honest to God. Um, but um, no, it was actually, it worked out well for me because I was going to an engaging party that night um, out in... Out, out in Fingers, yeah. Two blokes I know were getting uh, engaged. That. What do you mean? Because they're two blokes? No, not an engagement party. We voted yes, Mick. Oh, all for that, but don't be having parties if we're getting engaged. That's, no, it was that's grand. No, it worked out well, though, because like, I dropped my parents off, right? <coughs> and then I went <coughs> to watch the match, and I got back in time for the music, but I didn't know if they were having a live band or a DJ. I wasn't really <laughs> sure at all, so that was fine. I made it back in time for that after I went to watch the match. Um, I actually just sneaked in the back door, said nothing. <laughs> 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 You just had a music story for the gags. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. No, but <laughs> it was very good. But the game, the game was mad. It was just St. Kevin's on the attack the whole time. They had so yeah, much of the ball. Good. I saw Corona were pinned in. Yeah, I saw them in preseason against Sacred Heart, and two very good sides. Obviously, they're both doing very well now. So, but like the Verona team were very good in defence as well. It was actually it was a very good game because they were on the back foot the whole time, and then they took the lead. Through um, a camera was a penalty or all this long time ago now at this stage, but they did take the lead. <laughs> just for the sake. Well, I have so many records. We're not like going back over about Istanbul or something like that. I know, know but <laughs> <laughs> no, but the way it is, like they were pinned back for the whole time. But that defense and that Verona goalkeeper were smashing. That the Verona goalkeeper is one of the best goalkeepers I've seen. And I'm gonna, there I'm going know. to, uh, I'm gonna go. put that out there. In can't remember the game at all, but I remember <laughs> that Verona keeper was class. He was through the whole match talking to his defense, leading from the back, and he was very, very good. I only found out until I only found out when I went to 
extra time when mm. they went through the coin toss that he was the captain. Was like, ah, there you go. Makes so much sense. Mate. But yeah, they were very good and they were unfortunate. The game ended a draw, extra time, and it went into extra time and Kevin scored then and they just went on the... On it's like 72 or something. That was mad. It was yeah. like, I think it was 2 all or something at the end. And then Kevin scored one. And it was the first time that Verona had actually been behind mm. when they went to extra time. And then they had to, they had to attack. Yeah, oh, like they that. were happy. Well, I wouldn't say they were happy enough sitting back. But once they had to attack then, yeah. it just fell apart. And once one goes in, you're just going to drop the head next that was time. S- that was a poxy evening as well, otherwise, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was shite. Yeah. Honest to God. And there was some forward focus going on the circle of me the whole time. No, what was going on? They were kind of watching the match and they must have moved four to five times, but they kept coming back to so we know what was going on, like waiting for waiting for them to flash the lights and all. I was like, hmm? <laughs> well, I didn't bring me ball with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find somewhere else for the kids. But uh, no, it was a good game. Um and I'm due to go out to another Kevin's game soon. And a few years. Them the trophy. Yeah, we have the trophy from the Mixer World Cup, social media world cup that they won. Remember that? When they had to call in the heavies, you know, tagging all yeah. the ex <laughs> international footballers and all. I was like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Take it easy, yeah, tagging Jesus. bows and everything. The bows got all the hipsters involved. It's mad, yeah. Um, but yeah. So we have to go down with the trophy, and we're going to do a vi- videos of their grounds. I got this cool new camera, so we're going to do a um, full video of all their grounds. Get the drone out, get some nice shots, and um, have a chat with Neil Fox how to do a match day setup. And I think it'd be interesting for especially clubs to see how they run their social media because it's definitely up there in oh, the yeah, top draw of amateur football social medias. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. The LSL Division 1B, we were told to have a quick look Sunday at by, 1B, yeah. by one of the... Um, Sunday 1B or Saturday 1B? Is it Sunday 1B? Oh, I just had to click 1B, I clicked on the first one. Let's have a gander. So Saturday 1B is actually close as well. But let's have a look at Sunday 1B before we go anywhere. It's like, I love the way we come prepared to these things. So, yeah. Because the person who told you is, is, is affiliated with Carl Varick, I'd imagine it's that one. Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the, what would you say... Pillars, so Miss, I think he's a he's Mr. a pillar LSL. of the LSL. It's great, and if if you know, ah, you he's know. the he's the capital man. He yeah. he only tweets in capitals, and I absolutely love it because I know I don't have to see the name. I just know the tweet, and yeah. if you if you see the tweet, it's in capitals. Like right, <laughs> this is going to have actual information, and I'm going to read this. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's listen, we need more people like him on on Twitter. He's absolutely class. I'm not yeah. going to name him because he knows. Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> he's deadly. And uh, even even if you go into his Twitter profile, it has his email address. It's in capitals. <laughs> it's, like, it's deadly. But um, yeah, so talk about that there. Um, top of that league. It's not even that close. I know. That's <laughs> nowhere near saying, close. <laughs> so we're going to scrap that. Kilberic are walking that league at the moment. Um, they'll be five points clear, even if St. Francis win their two games in hand over Kilbarrick. So Kilbarrick have played 18, 41 points. St. Francis have played 16 with... 30 points, but I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully, that's the latest table. And look, you don't the know with the LSL website. They get the information out eventually. Yeah. It comes out, but like, I mean, it's still a good website. I like the way you can click it, get your tables. It's it's a good, it's yeah, a good it's usable, good usable yeah. website. But the more interesting one, ah, the website's gone. And <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the actual Saturday Division 1B. Sheriff have played 11, 28 points. Francis have played 13, 28 points. And Railway Union have played 10. 25 points. So if Railway Union win their game in hand, they go equal on points and games played with Sheriff and they're both, Francis then have two games in hand with the same amount of points. So it'll be an interesting end of the season. France with the upper hand, hand at this stage, but um, it's obviously can go out either way. Um, speaking of teams walking the league, if we jump over to the 
AUL. They, oh, yeah. They're premier Sunday side. Valley Park United you know, are still unbeaten. 12 games, 12 <coughs> wins. Conceded 8 goals in 12 games. 36 points. Second, second place have played 14 games. And they've 28 points. So they're two games in hand. And they're eight points clear. Yeah, that's no. done. Yeah, I mean, they haven't... They haven't lost or drawn a game all season. Yeah. It's madness. And that's like, that's just a top division. AUL. It's not um Listen, it's not in a good, um, good health at the moment. But yeah, but listen, I mean, they might think it is. It's, it's, it's people playing ball, I suppose that's what they're, you know what? they're after. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. After the summer they had, it could be in a much worse position. They've done yeah. well to keep it the way it is. And I mean, What's the chances? I don't know what the internal politics are like in this kind of thing, but what would be the chances of combining the LSL and the AUL? N- nil. Absolute nil. <laughs> Absolute nil. Why? Just would never happen. Just, just. We'd need a separate podcast on the politics. <laughs> I swear to God. It's just, it's not even worth getting into now. And you. Is it, is it like asking Mary Lou McDonald and Leo Varadkar to share a taxi to the airport? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Right, that's fair enough. Yeah, let's never. Let's just jump out of that. AUL UCFL has been thrown about a few times, but yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the. Like it's similar, but like I think the AUL is more. It's it's very based in North Dublin, isn't it? I yeah, think it's no, more it is, yeah. more that side of the city. They have the <coughs> complex out there. Yeah, and I think the UCFL has kind of been moving a little bit south. Hmm. I think to Tala. Yeah, there's a lot of UCFL teams in talent. Like, I mean, I did put a tweet out the other week. Like, yeah, yeah. What's the chances of having the UCFL meetings in McDonald's by the square? Because, because I think it would suit more people. At least, and Shamrock Shakes are back now, so it's to be sound. Like. At least for March. <laughs> um, I don't think the UCFL are big fans of me. Oh yeah, um, they don't like me either. So oh yeah, I don't like most many people like me. To be yeah. honest, no, I, I emailed uh, I emailed them all to say I was stepping down from my committee duties with the club I was formerly associated with. Oh yeah, and I said a big email, thanks very much, and I was inundated with no responses and loads yeah. of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, sorry if you. Um, Jeez, lots of departures. That's all. Yeah, so sorry UCFL if I've ever offended you in any way, and any other club I've ever offended, but I really, really, really don't mind So you're that just going to focus on the mixer now? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we've a, a, a departure from the mixer as well, with Mr. Carrick. Yeah, well, you see... Stepping, a, stepping away. It's very difficult to deal with Mr. Carrick, because... <laughs> not in that regard, I know people, <laughs> are going to, people are shouting at the... Sp- at the at the telly now or whatever they're listening on on your Amazon <laughs> Alexa, on your, on your smartwatch if you're listening to a work saying yes nightmare to deal with <laughs> no not that way he's just he's a difficult person to gauge because last week he was like you have to step back from the mixer um, I don't want to offend any clubs I just want to take a nice a nice time out and just stay on everybody's good books Saturday afternoon What's the crack rolls about Bulvy? Where's all this? Just a load of bollocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> take a backseat or don't take a backseat. No, I think he's taking a backseat now. Yeah, no, is like, he? I think he might be even out of the car completely. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. When he may get behind and start pushing, <laughs> it's definitely a lot lighter without him in it. <laughs> yeah, but, so um, you won't be hearing Mr. Carrick's uh, dulcet tones for a while anyway. He'd be or sadly, sadly missed because he's one of me. He's one of my favourite people in football. I won't go down well now. So I'll get pulled up on that during the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, battered, absolutely battered. Um, so I'm going to see a lot more of him now. We've a nice change in the weather this week. We've gone from 
heavy rain and wind yeah. to just light rain, rain and snow. I think it's just going to be rain another, now. Another wind weather shite warning. So what can we do? We're going to have to sit inside and play our fantasy football league. And last time we checked this league, we had Willie Henry, who was actually the manager of Verona, top in the league. Oh, he did very well this week. Oh, he didn't. I drafted in Ender Stevens and Shane Long. And yeah. they both scored. Two paddy ticks, what? And a few of the Wolves boys as well. Yeah, no. Um, you actually had Shane Long in your team. He scored, didn't he? I just think it's just mad that he's, that he's still a striker. Like, he'd be down as, I don't know, <laughs> sub. <laughs> Running. Yeah, no, he's a... Uh, I like Shane Long. It's hard not to like Shane Long after that um, goal against Germany. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to click into the Mixer Fantasy Football League. You just tell me who's top gonna scroll. and then I'll get on to the UCFL. Yeah, it's Willie Henry again. And he's top by 101 points. Ah, blow it up, ref. Yeah, it's done. It's like Liverpool. <laughs> Um, right, so use if you want else to mention, no, you're happy with there. Um, we'll just like do a shameless plug. If you've gotten this far and haven't switched us off, you might want to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Mixer <laughs> if, podcast. If you've gotten this far and have switched us off, you're obviously not listening, but you might want to follow the LSL podcast on Twitter. They <laughs> 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 have a different, they have a different sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we're at Mixer Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're going to try and work a little bit harder on the social media now over the next little while. Because well, now that you've a bit more free time. <laughs> now that I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've uh, freed up a little bit of a little bit of time, both mentally and physically. So it should be nice to get through a little bit. So let's talk about what you said a second ago, though. You wasn't listening. The UCFL. The UCFL. Uh, so uh, we're going to say there'll be a lot more people not listening now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I done the plug before yeah, we got to this good. <laughs> All right, you can say what I want. They don't like me anyway. And turned off. <laughs> So, where will we start? I think we'll start with Division 1. Um, so, Division 1, we had two games this weekend, survived the elements. We had Malahide Castle was on. Malahide Castle is always on. Like, always on. Atletico Malahide at home to Rialto FC, who have just recently joined Twitter. Rialto, so get on them, follow them. Uh, they're trying their best there. So, Rialto travelled out to Malahide and got a 2-1 victory. Anthony Fermoyle got both goals, uh, so that moves them at Rialto on to second place, played 13 games on 22 points, behind Drimna, who have played 11, 23 points. And that's in Division 1, and Ratmines Roosters were beaten by Harding uh, 3-0. Uh, we saw no match report on that, and that puts Harding in 5th with 16 points, and Roosters in 6th with... Uh, sorry. Harding in 5th, 16 points. Roosters in 6th, 15 points. Wow. It's <laughs> just phonetically. It's just, yeah. Uh, so we've driven it top, played 11, 23. Rialto, second, played 13 on 22 points. Tala United have played 8 on 18 points. Have they lost yet? They have not. No, not surprised. Not in the league, anyway. Uh, I, I'm not too sure in the cup games. Speaking of Tala United, moving on to the Richard Knight Cup, which was played this weekend. That was... The game it was a few casualties. We were due to play in that uh, as well, but our, our game was called off uh, early Saturday morning. So Tala uh, United travelled to play Clontarf Athletic. So that was an all Division One tie as well. They're both in the same league. And Tala United beat them seven two. Jeez, if that's a heavy though. Yeah. Now I think uh, they were all, they did play each other in the league a, a few weeks ago, and it was a one all draw. So uh, Tala United were two 0 up uh, in at half time. 
half time our first half was a bit of a feisty affair a few yellow cards were dished out by referee Keith Butterly and I have plagiarised this report from the UCFL's Facebook report yeah. and who, who have they plagiarised <laughs> from I don't know but listen <laughs> at least there's reports so uh, Paddy McCuba and Liam Woods scored the, the goals in the first half they were followed up by Dylan Kelly Dylan Kelly scored then uh, Woods then scored again he scored twice so he in the second half so all in all he got a hat-trick uh, Baxter and Dylan Kelly then scored again so um, Dylan Kelly got two Liam Woods got a hat-trick Paddy McCumba and Baxter goal each and it was Alessandro Panatore for Clontarf scored the first goal and Tom McDermott so <laughs> <laughs> Bit of the difference in the, uh, a little bit, <laughs> uh, yeah. In the old uh, uh, culture there, yeah. so I'd love to see. I'm gonna be interested to see how um, I don't know how. Um, what should I say? Next season, I'm not even gonna say if when Tally United are in that Premier, how will they get on? Well, they're playing a te- pre- this is it, the original Cup. Sorry, I should specify it is between First Division and Premier, and they now play I think either Kulak or Beach Park in the next round. So yeah, they'd be challenging enough. I've just oh, I don't know. I'd fancy them against both. Oh, I'd still be backing them against both of them as well. They're a mm-hmm. nightmare to play against. They're just a very, a very um, frustrating team to play against mm-hmm. because they're constant. Yeah, and that's they're consistently th- attacking, <laughs> and they're in your ear, and they're very hard to play against. Mm-hmm. And yet, I think they're going to do very well yeah. in that cup. And I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. with at least a double this season out of them. Yeah, no, they should win that league. Um, again, points on the board is difficult, and Dreamlight are doing well. But they're five. Talat are five points behind Drimna, and they've three games in hand. So, yeah. So uh, the other game in that cup was VEC against Castle. So that was an all Premier Division tie, and um, it was four 0 to VEC. So first of all, I just want to praise VEC's Instagram because it's absolutely fantastic, and there's a brilliant picture on their Instagram of uh, Tom. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Ryan or Rin, so it's his, his surname is pronounced W R Y N N E. What? Yeah, that's Sorry, what I said. I was so um, anyway, they went one 0 up in the first half. Shaco, I'm sure you all be aware of, and you won't be surprised those of you who play VC score from a corner. Um, so first half was even enough. Uh, there was complaints from Castle that the that first goal was a handball. Um, the referee said it came off his chest. But this is um Shaka who is about seven foot tall and that's him. Three foot wide. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, absolute unit. Um that seemed to wake Castle up a bit. Uh more alive in the last twenty of the first half. They had three chances to to, to equalise and um one of the lads I was speaking to who I'd be friendly with said there was one or two of them that were sitters. Uh they tried to press on their kickouts a lot and got a bit of joy from that. Um the wind was also against them, against Castle in the first half. So, um, yeah, so uh, went in half time at 1-0. Castle would have been disappointed not to have got a goal. Uh, I think the game then changed on 60th minute when Tom came on. Uh, he straight away uh, made an impact and had a shot saved by Dylan Catulli in the uh, Castle goal. Uh, and playing a goal for him? He was in the year ahead of me in school. Was he? Uh, I, I played with him for years at Terenure. No way. Yeah. It's small no world, it's a small yeah. Dublin. Uh, speaking of, then Ushin Kinsley scored a second goal for VC, and he was in my year in school. Yeah, I've no idea. Um, yeah. And then Tom then scored 
as Castle were pushing on, they changed to a three-five-two in the second half, and they tried to go for it, and they were caught twice on the break. But as I said, the third goal looks an absolute cracker, and you can see it on VC's Instagram page, which is absolutely very good, and also you can see their match report on that. So, um, listen, Castle, they're playing. As I said, I said from a while back that the the, the Premier Division is is probably Sir William Street's lose. Uh, we beat Castle last Friday, and that probably puts. I didn't think they were ever in the running for the league. Um, that's them out of the Richard Knight Cup now, and they have the Challenge Cup next week against Beach Park. Uh, I'm 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 told numbers are not numbers are tight, but they're struggling with injuries. So they're probably playing for the season now next week against Beach because they're probably going to be in the top half of the shield. And again, they might get lucky in that, but it just feels like they a bit unlucky in a couple of cup games and they need to, they need, it's a must-win game next week. Obviously, it's a cup game, but for their season, you'd, you'd think um, they um, they really need to win next week against Beach Park, who had a disappointing defeat themselves uh, this week in the league. Um, they travelled to the Oscar Trainer Complex to play Kulak and they were beaten by a Chris Burns 89th minute goal so it was 1-0 to Kulak that's a kick in the rocks yeah so uh, you can see that fa- that match report on the other side it's a fantastic on, win I yeah, love it it's a 89th minute win oh nothing like it but uh, you can see that match report on Striker Online they're back are they they're back uh, so uh, that leaves Kulak in 5th with 15 points, Beach Park in 7th with 14 points. Um, then the other result in the UCFL Premier was Harding beat uh, Port Marnock 2-1. Harding now 4th on 21 points. And Port Marnock are bottom on 8 points. So uh, a tough debut season for Port Marnock in the UCFL. And I reckon they be probably swapping positions with Tally United next year. Uh, just uh, like you can see there, like 4th. Harding are fourth and they're on 21 points. Kulak are fifth on 15 points after a win this weekend. So there is a bit of a gap between the top four and the rest of the league. The rest of the league were all pretty much the same. Pretty much about the um, Harding, VC, St. William Street. St. William Street are top with 27 points. So again, I think it's theirs to lose. Uh, so that's pretty much everything on the UCFL. I just want to say, fair play to UCFL Facebook page. Give it a like. Uh, the reports, however they're getting them, it doesn't matter really, uh, are very good this week for research purposes and they've been very good since um, what's your man's name? I forget his name. Uh, got involved. John. John Mooney. John Mooney, yes. So John's doing great work there. Uh, yeah, I even think having John there is going to make people improve their match reports if they know they're going to be shared on the UCFL oh, yeah, page absolutely. as well. So it, it helps in that way. Um, I would like to pick your brain a little bit before I just jump through these AOL results from the weekend. There's not many. But um, do you think, right, mm. a club is better off having a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Twitter that's... Okay, what's that? Okay, mediocre, literally, whatever. Nice word there. It's all right. Yeah. Or one social media or two. No, I think better. you need to have it all. Well, I would put the VEC argument with to you. Mm-hmm. No Twitter. Very, very good Instagram. I'm not sure about Facebook. I don't use it. Add me if you want. I'm not going to see it. The same with. OMP United, who mm. have an absolutely fabulous Instagram. Have you seen their video for when they released yeah, the kit? Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> um, but you can also use best name ever for a club. OMP. Yeah. 
What, what's his number? Orca- orchestral movements in the park. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Very good. Um, my, like, you can, they're good for different things. Do you know what I mean? Your Facebook. Or maneuvers in the park, sorry. <laughs> what was that band? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> orchestral maneuvers in the dark, was it? Sorry, Mick. Anyway, you Oasis, were saying other things. Arctic Monkeys, Blur. that's all I know. <laughs> um, so, like, Facebook can be good for your match reports. You can have a more detailed match reports on Facebook. And yeah. it looks better, presented better. Like, VC's match reports, pretty hard to read on Instagram. Like, it's just, you know, you're scrolling, you're blah, blah, blah. It just looks better. Your Twitter is better for your live updates. Mm-hmm. Your match updates, minute by minute, etc. Or action by action, event by event. And then your Instagram you can use for your photos literally what it was built for do you know what I mean or your, your live stories or your you know that kind of thing or so you, you suggest kind of uh, a plan as opposed to what you post on each and have just your yeah because you'd have a lot of the older generation that use Facebook only do you know what I mean mm. whereas Twitter's I'm not saying Twitter's for younger people but most like your ma's on Facebook you Twitter, know what I mean Twitter is the goat though sharing and liking competitions you know I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm, where you're going to reach that uh, my auntie's hanging me a picture of something that has nothing like yeah. I, don't, I don't want a, t- a weekend away in the Aran Islands that's miles away like your cousin, cousin liking and sharing a, a, a lost dog poster from Austin, Texas like, just well, in case the show was up and played in Camp <laughs> Haley like, you know what I mean? <laughs> know that, remember that dog got the, got, got the dart <coughs> yeah exactly yeah, he so don't like every other commuter and didn't pay the fare I think, I think you need to have a plan and like this is what you know <coughs> hopefully for next season we will be trying to do is you know Facebook for one thing Twitter for a certain thing and Instagram for a certain thing. There's no point doing the same post for each social media platform, in my opinion, anyway. But that's, again, if you have someone that does it for you, it's just time-consuming. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. doing it, like I used to do the match reports for Albury and it was like the bane of my life. Yeah, that's because so, yeah, you put a lot of effort into them. Like You have to do a lot of thinking and stuff. Yeah, kind yeah. Of you're afraid that if you... But especially if you're something playing wrong, you as well. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. If you're playing and you're like, I've brutal memory anyway like, you know I mean? so I was like I can't remember half the goals so who scored that and what did it look like yeah. so yeah I think yes do them all but use them strategically yeah that's fair enough um, I would suggest anybody who likes very good club social media to go onto the OMP ah, it's Instagram level. page different level that's one of the best amateur football videos I've seen on anything that, oh, yeah. that, that jersey release easily. is easily Top notch, yeah. It's, 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 it's unbelievable, yeah. Absolutely, it's really, really, really that good. Anyway, I'm gonna jump through these AUL fixtures because I'm noticing we're getting a bit far into the night and it's very chilly out here in uh, South County. The walk in the morning as well, very, uh, yeah. It's not, it's not nice in this, um, the Epic Fitness Studio. Now, it is, it's a nice, lovely studio. Yeah, it's a lovely studio. Come down here to cold. try and get in touch if your teams want to do a bit of personal training over the winter or as we call it, just general Ireland <laughs> um, until we move to the summer division or the summer football now come into summer because we've no games over the winter as it stands so we're going to have to go into summer <laughs> so yeah. whether you like it, summer football or not we yeah. are going to be playing it looking forward to playing on June 1st yeah it's going to be great you'll be finishing <laughs> off six games left come <laughs> June 1st yes. um, so the AUL had 11 games on this weekend between Friday and Sunday and it's not well one because it's not as big as it used to be and two because the weather is absolutely killing us and mm. they have good facilities a lot of a lot of um, pitches out there a couple of all weathers and stuff as well so just in the Voivar Sunday League Clontarf beat Eloy Woodlawn so Clontarf are still sitting third in that league with Valley Park absolutely just strolling through it the AUL Liddy Cup 
Galti lost 5-2 to Harwick. Harwick were at home, played in Dublin Port Stadium, and that's two losses in two weeks for poor Galti. And we're going to have an interview with them in a minute after our good friend Gaz Shaw, who couldn't make it tonight, um, he interviewed the so we played manager. S- yeah, so Darren... Uh, Cleary. Cleary, he's also he was at Liverpool for a while and he plays now for Dundalk and when he's not training with Dundalk he's managing a team in the AUL which is pretty cool yeah. I mean, so the interview I think is oh LFL, sorry um, I just corrected you on a football thing see that, whoa. that is the first time that's <laughs> ever happened see what I mean, I leave Twitter Shane Long scores a goal, <laughs> I've corrected you on a football thing there's a Wuhan <laughs> flu going around we are all going to die <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, so I, I think the interview is quite good. Um, gives a good background as to the story and the rivalry with Galti and Old County. I think it's more of a D12 thing, and it's loads of people know each other rather than a rivalry because obviously Old County is what, a year old. Yeah, Old so. County being the new club. Yeah, ironically. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to jump into that interview in a few minutes. Um, the other cup fixtures, whereas the AUL Unidare Cup, who Galti had a game in this weekend and it was called off. It didn't go ahead between themselves and... Actually, that was Old County. Old County. Ah, you got me one back. <laughs> it's one off. <laughs> um, so Old County were to play Whitehall Celtic the weekend and that didn't go ahead. Um, we had Hop Press. I don't think it went ahead anyway because there's nothing like no, there's nothing. If it did go ahead, terrible report on elbow so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't think anyone has. Uh, Grange Gorman, all weather hosted Hop Press, the team of plumbers, <laughs> playing uh, Phoenix FC. And Phoenix couldn't rise above them on the day and they lost 3 2. Did you like that, Mick? It's good, wasn't it? Um, we had Elmount beat Holt Celtic 2 0, and that was in Parnells. Uh, Crinian Strand beat Lusk United 6-0 another game on the AUL all-weather and then that was the games across Friday and Saturday so one game on Sunday four games on Saturday and we had three games on Friday night Lady Cup Phoenix beat Buttercrust 1-0 in Scribblestown what a name that's some like spread like <laughs> Phoenix beating Buttercrust in Scribblestown <laughs> Class, it's it? magic. Football's great. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, Rahini beat Woodlawn Sportslink 3 1 in St. Anne's Park. And St. Anne's, Anne's Park was on. St. Anne's Park was on, yeah. It's not going to be on next year because that fixture will be played in someone's sitting room. <laughs> <laughs> Building like 500 apartments on the thing in a lovely park and all. What the can worst, you do? The worst, it must be, I think there's an astro out there these days. Yeah. There might so be. You'd be um, taking corners from. Someone's backyard and trying to get it past the washing line. No, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, and the last game was the RPD Cup. Hot Celtic beat Dublin Celtic. <laughs> They've more cups than divisions in that playing well, organisation. Saying that, <laughs> no, across Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there was one, <laughs> one, league, one league game and, Hell te- uh, and uh, seven cup games. Listen, you've something to play for as well. Well, look, yeah, I mean, look they can't play both. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's grand. Um, it's all good. That was the AUL wrap-up for the week. So we move into Mr. Gavin Shaw's interview with the... <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> uh, no. Just, his name is Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gerard is not too happy. Neil Gerard, because I keep calling him Gavin. And it's, I've said it so much, I just keep saying it now. <laughs> you actually think it's the name. Yeah. So um, he wasn't here tonight, but this is him from the other day. And he, he's doing another... 
WhatsApp interview. And this is great because you can tell them going through the day. Like one's done in the shop in Lyle and Little, the other one's done outside of Bleeding. He's backing in a 40 foot. It's just nuts. <laughs> Mine was quite similar, to be fair. You could hear people going in and out of offices and stuff like that. It's, so done, a, yeah. it's done over a 48 hour period. Like, but it does the job and yeah. it's a bit of crack. So we're going to leave you with this. And after this, it's going to be the outro music because I'm bursting for the Jimmy Riddle and it's freezing. So follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, I mixed our podcast. Um, give us a like and a share wherever you get your podcasts. And DM us, get in touch. If anything coming up, events you'd like us to promote, um, anything at all. Yep. And until next one, thanks very much for listening. This is Gary Shaw. I am chatting with Daniel Cleary here, who is the Old County manager. Uh, he also plays for. Um, Dundalk, uh, he is one of the probably league's best centre-halves, I'm sure he won't mind me saying that, um, and I just wanted to speak to him with, regarding the game that they had the weekend, which was a, a, a huge win in the Sharing Cup uh, over Galti. Now I covered on the show um, the last league meeting between Galti and Old County, um, and I've seen plenty of kind of social media stuff about the game leading up to it, and obviously, um, so congratulations first of all on the win. It was a one nil win as far as I know. Um, I think it was a last minute one. Uh, but if you could just maybe talk us through the game and how it went, Dan. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I thought we started very well in the game. We settled into it after the first ten fifteen minutes. Uh, we played nice football at times. Um, we had a lot of chances but I think the game should have been wrapped up after probably 60 minutes we had a number of chances that we, we didn't take and uh, missed a penalty as well so I think we were overall uh, we were lucky well, we were disappointed that the game wasn't finished earlier on but I think the lads stuck at it and uh, we were delighted to get the 98 minute winner We know the game was originally supposed to be played down in Stanaway but it was switched to uh, Brickfield. What what were the conditions like um, while the game was going on? Was it was it bad? Yeah, the game was I got a phone call Friday night from the fella that runs the park, John uh, Bourne of Stanaway. He said it's more than likely going to be called off so we wanted to still get the game played so we switched it across to Brickfield. We didn't mind playing on the Astro. Um, it's probably better for both teams playing on the Astro because the pitch would have been bad enough. Uh, so we were happy that that went ahead. And then when we got there, just before kickoff, the the ref wasn't happy with the conditions. So we kind of the two me and the Pegar off Galti were just pushing for him to get out and get a start. We said it would blow over, but it didn't actually blow over at all. I think when the when the final whistle blew, the rain stopped. Uh, it was terrible conditions, but it was for both teams as well but um, we stuck at it and uh, we played football when we could um, it was really really tough conditions What round of the cup is that now or what What, what have you progressed through to now have, have you as far to go for a, a cup final uh, I've seen there was a good few people still at it even though the conditions weren't great um, I've seen the celebrations obviously in the dressing room afterwards um, there seemed to be a few people there who weren't really involved with the club but are probably friends of yours or friends of the lads um, I mean if you were to get to a final I think there'd be a huge interest from the from an area I suppose um, 
obviously people wanting you to succeed and I suppose you'll always have a couple of people the Brugudgers are a couple of people who would like to see us fail as well that was um, the third round of the cup so I think we're into the last 16 now uh, or I might go into the last the last 8 it might be the quarters final I'm not too sure on that that was in the Sheeran Cup um, it was a pity about the weather because I think we would have had a, a lot more support if there was no rain and obviously the whole weekend the weather was bad but um, yeah the the setup, there was still a, a lot of um, a lot of people at the game and for what the weather was and I think going forward I think every week we're getting more support behind us uh, like six months ago a lot of these lads weren't even playing football uh, they, they weren't doing anything during the week they weren't playing football on weekends so I think like a lot of people notice that and can relate to it because we put in a lot of work over the last five, six months. Uh, it's it's not just luck that we're uh, winning games now, and it doesn't happen easily. But uh, we obviously celebrated uh, on on a Saturday after the game, and it was good because it was a Dublin 12 derby, and you want there the games you want to be winning uh, as a club. But uh, we won't over celebrate because. We haven't got anywhere yet. Uh, we'll be looking to win a cup at least by the end of the season after all the hard work we're putting in. Yeah, in fairness, it's the same like as have kind of turned the corner in results, uh, especially since the Christmas break. Um, how important were probably the the signings that you made at Christmas? I know Leon Johnson came in and a couple of other lads, but you seem to have... I think you might have only lost one since Christmas, which is was which isn't a bad run of farm to be on. Yeah, we're on a great run of farm at the moment. Uh, I think we've won seven of our last eight games. Um, Leon's been superb since he's come in. He's, he's that bit of experience. We probably were missing. Uh, all the lads are learning off him. And what makes it like that little bit more special is that it, it's everyone from the area. Probably one of two of the lads be signed from Ring's End uh, but they were already all the lads already knew them so when you are uh, winning games you're winning games with your mates it's not like you're winning games with um, a, a bunch of random lads they're just training with on a Tuesday and a Thursday like everyone's one big, big group of mates so um, that makes the wins when you are successful a little bit more special and um, I think that that's why we have a great team bond as well yeah, no, it's definitely important, um, especially to have a kind of mix of experience and youth if you can, especially when you're going to sign you've a couple of lads who weren't playing at all, um, and getting them used to kind of, or getting them up to speed as well. And as well as January is a big a big time for for teams as well for kind of freshening up your team and kind of bringing up the competitiveness levels as well. Um, no, no, so fair play. Uh, I kind of I've seen firsthand the work that yourself and Figo are doing, uh, and all the social media stuff that you are at, um, and obviously our gear and all is is in top shape. So I think when you when you're putting in that hard work off the field, uh, it's good. Then when you finally reap the rewards on it, and and seven wins in your last eight is absolutely fantastic. Um, so definitely wish you all the best for for the rest of the season and I'm sure they will catch it again um, 
hopefully at one of the cup finals that you get to. Um, so thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, and the very best of luck. Yeah, uh, thanks very much, Gary. It's been a hard walk but uh, we're getting the rewards now uh, this club just started off an idea last may so it, it, it can be easily done uh, it was an idea just turning around between a group of mates looking for somewhere to play and then it was it, that's where the ball got rolling from that uh, i think eight months down the line i think a lot of people do know about the the club and what we're about we're here to do things properly and and to win things we're not just here with a group of mates uh just to kick a ball around, we're here to win. So um, all the lads are, are getting that into their head now. Uh, they obviously enjoy it at the same time. So winning, while you're winning, you're enjoying it as well. So uh, thanks very much. I enjoyed the interview and uh, we'll speak to you soon.